Today on the newscast, is Vladimir Putin bluffing? Or would Russia really use tactical nuclear weapons on the battlefield in Ukraine? We may be entering a dangerous new phase. Get my take next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We had a Watchman live stream here on the channel yesterday, Wednesday, September 28th. You can check it out here in our archives if you missed it. For one solid hour, we went live and took questions from viewers. And one of the main questions that was posed to me was, are we on the verge of a nuclear exchange in Europe? Is Vladimir Putin bluffing? Or would he really use tactical battlefield nukes against Ukraine? Well, folks, I do not believe he is bluffing. I'm going to break down four reasons why I believe that is the case. Before I do, some very important and troubling comments this week. This was largely overlooked by the mainstream media. Comments by Dmitry Medvedev. Now, he's a member of Vladimir Putin's inner circle He is the former Russian president, now still very close to Putin, 57 years old, very influential, and an increasingly hawkish voice in Putin's inner circle over the past few months. Here's some comments he made, folks, on his Telegram account. I want to read it verbatim from my phone so I do not misquote Dmitry Medvedev. Here is what he said, quote, let's imagine that Russia is forced to use the most fearsome weapon against the Ukrainian regime, which had committed a large-scale act of aggression that is dangerous for the very existence of our state, meaning Russia. He went on to say, I have to remind you again, for those deaf ears who only hear themselves, Russia has the right to use nuclear weapons if necessary. We would only do so in predetermined cases. He closed saying, and this is an important point here, folks, I believe that NATO would not directly interfere in the conflict, even in this scenario, even if Russia used nuclear weapons. Medvedev said the demagogues across the ocean and in Europe are not going to die in a nuclear apocalypse, meaning the West wants no parts of that, even if Russia does use the world's deadliest weapons. Number one, what do you think about all of this? I'd love to read your comments here. Uh, Number two, let's break this down. Four reasons I believe Vladimir Putin is not bluffing when he kind of wields that nuclear saber. Now, the term bluff is very important because it's the exact word that Vladimir Putin used last week in a speech. He said the West is using nuclear blackmail against Russia, which I found interesting. But he went on to say, hey, we also have the world's deadliest weapons. And I assure you, we are not bluffing. We will use them. And right away, the chatter started. Hey, does he mean it? Is it just bluster? Well, I believe he meant it, folks. And here's four reasons. Number one, right now, Russia is in the process of annexing four provinces in eastern Ukraine. Now, you've got Luhansk, Kherson, uh, Donetsk, and Zaporizhia. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. All four voted, quote unquote, last week. Uh, to become part of Russia. The vote was anything but free and fair, of course. The people in these regions, which are partially occupied by Russian forces, were pressured into voting to be annexed and to become a part of Russia. This is like Crimea eight years ago. 
Now they will be part, and tomorrow there's a ceremony in Moscow announcing this, and Vladimir Putin may very well speak at that ceremony. Now these four Ukrainian provinces are part of Mother Russia, at least in Russia's view. That means if Ukraine makes a move into these provinces, if Ukraine tries to take them back from Russia, Russia will consider that an assault, an attack on Russian soil. Again, these four territories will now be considered a part of Mother Russia. Remember, Ukraine has made great strides in the past few weeks, uh, reconquering over 2,000 square miles of territory that had been conquered previously by Russian forces. And we've got it to the point, or they've got it to the point, where Russian forces were reportedly fleeing back over the border into Russia, a very precarious time for this Russian campaign in Ukraine. So if Ukraine did attack those four provinces, would Russia say this is? And look, I'm, I'm just repeating what Dmitry Medvedev said in those quotes I just laid out for you. Would this be considered an attack on the sovereignty, on the existence of the Russian state? Could Russia paint it that way and then say, hey, we had no choice but to use powerful, the world's most deadly, weapons against Ukraine. And I'm thinking again, folks, a tactical, strategic, battlefield nuclear weapon. I don't think this is beyond the realm of possibility, which brings us to the second point. Number one, again, that point, this annexation is a very big deal in this campaign. Uh, but number two, does Vladimir Putin want to end this uh, operation in Ukraine as soon as possible? It's dragged on since February. It has not gone the way he expected, needless to say. Uh, does he feel that his back is against the wall? Not that Ukraine is in, is in the position to overthrow him or invade Russia uh, in a large-scale way or anything like that, but is he feeling the pressure from his inner circle, uh, from the Russian military perhaps, that, hey, this is not going as planned, morale is down, this has been a debacle of an effort in Ukraine, it has hurt our prestige in the world and the reputation of the Russian military, we need to end this and end this in a way that is decisive and reasserts Russian strength in the eyes of the world. And what better way to do that, sadly, than to use, again, nuclear weapons in Ukraine. I'm not talking about the largest scale nuclear weapons that Russia possesses. Remember, Russia has the world's largest nuclear arsenal, thousands of nuclear warheads, a smaller scale tactical nuclear device, still very deadly, still will cause a lot of damage and undoubtedly would send a message for sure. But that's one way to decisively end this conflict. I hate to say it, but he's put himself, has Putin in a position where Russian forces have taken heavy losses. Now, He's had to do a partial mobilization of some 300,000 Russian reservists. And folks, you've probably seen the footage of these people who are being called up. They're fleeing. They're trying to leave Russia in droves into places like Finland. They're fleeing over the borders. They want no parts of the war in Ukraine. And by many accounts, morale is very low among Russian troops on the ground in Ukraine, Putin might say, enough is enough, let's end it now and end it in the most decisive way possible. Point number three, and I think Medvedev's comments, again, were very important in this regard, Putin does not fear the response of the West. Even if he were to use a nuclear weapon, the world would be aghast, and rightfully so. And Jake Sullivan, the U.S. National Security Advisor, said over the weekend that there will be severe consequences if Russia does that. 
Russia, talk about bluffing, Russia believes the West is bluffing. I'm sad to say they don't believe there will be any bite, any follow through from NATO, from the United States in any kind of meaningful way. So Putin is saying, look, we've taken your best shot. Since we invaded Ukraine in February, you have levied sanctions against us, severe sanctions. We're still standing, we're still fighting, and we have just embraced the likes of China and Iran and North Korea, India also in the mix, which is still doing business with Russia. What I'm saying, folks, is they've been able to weather the sanctions storm. Putin might be saying, we've taken everything you can throw at us. What more can you do? You're not going to confront us militarily in any meaningful way. You don't want a nuclear exchange with us, as Medvedev just laid out. So Putin might be saying, I can do it and I can get away with it. And guess what? A lot of other rogue regimes in the world are thinking the same thing, whether it's China looking at Taiwan, Iran and its proxies looking at Israel, North Korea, whatever they have up their sleeve. Which brings us to the last point here. Vladimir Putin is a guy who will have no remorse. This ex-KGB man uh, is not concerned with civilian casualties. He's not really concerned with world perception. That's out the window for him. And we've got a lot of, I call them Putin apologists, I see on social media and commenting, even on this channel and some of the comments, I have to shake my head, who say Vladimir Putin is a defender of Western civilization and a defender of Christianity. Well, I've said it before and I'll say it again. You can tell a lot about a man by the company he keeps. Vladimir Putin's closest allies and his friends are China, Iran, North Korea, Venezuela, uh, rogue regimes, one and all, that hate the West. And secondly, uh, Vladimir Putin, in terms of Christianity, let's get serious. He's aligned and warmly embraced by the world's biggest persecutors, most notorious persecutors of Christians, whether it's North Korea, Iran, or China. So let's get serious about what kind of man Vladimir Putin is. This is a man who's not bluffing, Vladimir Putin, number one. Number two, China is in the midst of a massive nuclear buildup. North Korea wields nuclear weapons, completely unpredictable regime there. And Iran is driving for nuclear weapons. And when it comes to Iran, I can guarantee to you they will use the bomb if they were able ever to acquire it because their ideology, which is an apocalyptic ideology, demands it. Hey, ultimately on this newscast, we lay out the truth. We lay out what's going on because we think you'd rather know than not know. But the last thing I want to do is make you feel doom and gloom and discouraged. No. Again, you need to know. I think you'd rather know than not know what's going on in the world, even in your own backyard. But secondly, folks, God Almighty still sits on the throne, always has, always will. He is in control. And if you put your trust in the Lord Jesus now for such a time as this, it won't always be easy, but man, you will know, you will have the confidence, you will have the peace that surpasses all understanding. You will know that you will get through this. God will have his hand on your life. He will guide you through these rough waters, not only in your own life, but everything going on in the world right now. When the winds are roaring, the waves are crashing, Jesus is in the boat with you. Don't forget it. I really felt compelled just to share some encouragement because this is a heavy topic. We're talking nuclear war here, folks. This is no joke, but God is on the throne. So look up and don't put it off another day if you don't know him now. 
Thanks so much for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.